This is John Zaninovich. Welcome to Move My Mass. You'll be hearing from great guests talk about balancing life and being fit. Welcome to Move My Mass, Eugene. You just came off of a uh, marathon at Mount Lemmon in Arizona. Yeah. If that's yeah. right. You ran a 311. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy time. So it's it's so nice to have somebody in here that just came off of a race and gets to talk about it fresh instead of, you know, six months ago or whatever. This is a fresh race you just completed. Um, tell me about it. Did it go as you wanted? And yeah, so tell me how, how it went. It, it went really well. I gave it my all. Uh, uh, disappointed in the time. I didn't quite, quite meet my goal, but uh, I'm proud of what I did out there. Ran a 311, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 311.42. Which, which is fast. That's, I mean, maybe you didn't hit your goal, but that's fast time. It is what it is. Yeah, so, it was a lot faster than what I could do a couple years ago, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about the race. Where, what was good about it for you and what was not? Where did, because you say you didn't hit your goal time. So, yeah, it was an absolutely beautiful setting on Mount Lemon, just uh, right outside of Tucson. Uh, it was a uh, uh, downhill race. Uh, spent four, uh, just over four miles climbing, about 600 feet, and then dropping from about 8,000 feet to about 2,200. So quite a quite a big downhill. Yeah. Is what's a normal marathon? Is it you know? Do people go into them saying, "Oh, I want to run a, a a marathon that climbs a lot. I want to run a marathon that descends a lot." Are there strategies to that, or is it you just pick? How'd you pick this marathon? I, I picked this marathon because uh, in training, I, I, I set my goal. I wanted a goal of a three-hour marathon. Um, I set that a few years ago. Uh, and when uh, October, I ran a half marathon here in Bakersfield, and, and I realized based on my training and where I was at, I, I wasn't going to be able to hit that goal this year uh, as I forecasted. So I, I switched my my goal from a, a local, or not a local, a close-by marathon into uh, uh, that was flat to downhill. I think typically most runners run them flat. Downhill's a little bit risky with injury. Uh, so uh, a lot of people, a lot of runners will blow up. Um, I have, I felt that I had the strength downhill just comparing myself with uh, some of the guys I run with. And so I chose that to, I guess, cheat the system and, and get a few minutes uh, from that uh, from that gravity. Yeah, but- I mean, you say it's cheating the system. I, I don't run a lot, but downhill running is not easy. It's not. It's not at all. It sounds uh, easy. Everybody, oh, well, if I'm going to go run, I want to run downhill. It's not, it's not, it's a lot of pounding. It is. It is. It's, it's been really fun for me. Over the last few years, I've also done a lot of strength training. And what I've noticed is some of the stronger guys can, can handle the pounding a lot better. I handled the pounding exceptionally well. I didn't really have any problems with my legs. Uh, but uh, it's definitely something uh, for certain people. I think there's, I was just told by a, a very well-known racing coach uh, that it's, it's almost a different sport altogether. Your heart rate's a little bit down, and uh, it's, it's really all about strength. Okay. To, to do the downhill racing. Yeah, absolutely, well, yeah. calling it downhill, but it's not downhill. <laughs> no. It's just, you're saying there's more descent than in a normal race. Exactly. Yeah, and... 
let's say it was flat. What do you think your time would have been on a flat course today? I think if I would have done it flat, I probably would have ended up with the same time. I might have been able to save a minute or two. I had some issues with the initial ascent and then uh, just the last couple miles, uh, which I don't really remember, I uh, lost a few minutes there just uh, in the fog seeing stars. Yeah. We're, how many marathons have you done? This is my second marathon. And what are your normal long runs for training? What, what's so over this training, <laughs> we, we would do uh, over the weekends uh, anywhere from 16 to 22 miles. Uh, is, is typically what we did in the training program. Uh, a lot of hill climbing, a ton of hill climbing. Uh, and uh, we would try to integrate as much marathon pace uh, uh, runs as, as, as much time as we can at the marathon pace is, is the goal. Yeah, and how, so how often are you running those long runs? Every Saturday was a long run. Okay. Um, but that being said, you know, what I thought was crazy a couple of years ago is, you know, we would run 13, 14 miles on a Saturday or on a Thursday. So, right, you know, right. before work, uh, you know, and that was, I guess, no longer considered a long run for me. Right. Right. But, uh, yeah. There's quite a bit of mileage each week. Yeah. That, that is a lot. So where you've run two marathons, you've done numerous, obviously long runs and training. Do you hit a wall anywhere? Do you have a typical... All right, at mile 15, I am going to hit this wall. I've been really blessed in that respect. I, I haven't hit the wall too much. I'd say the biggest wall I hit was, yeah, the last three miles in this marathon. Um, you know, over the course of training, uh, we, we ran, you know, I think over 65 miles a few weeks. Um, uh, and I, I did each training run in the program every single mile uh, w- with, uh, you know, limited issues. I, I never had to stop a run. Uh, so, so I was blessed in that respect. Yeah, that's that's a lot of running. What it what is. got you? What got you into it? What got you into long distance running? So the the running, you know, I I I made a decision to to get into fitness to to improve my life, and uh, part of that was just you know running a few miles here and there. Um, my employer uh, sponsored the Bakersfield Marathon for a few years, so I was kind of. Uh, obligated to to run the 5k i i did that i think in 2017 and one of my colleagues that i swore i could have beaten passed me up at the end and that kind of lit a fire under me i said i'd never uh run again unless i could beat that guy and (laughs) uh over the course of the next year i got in pretty pretty good shape i wasn't a runner and i decided to do the half marathon and and when i completed the half marathon uh, I noticed my neighbor a little bit ahead of me and I went up to congratulate him and he introduced me to all his friends and they had a little running group. Uh, it was actually a group of teachers, um, really fun, positive group of uh, men and women. And uh, they started inviting me on their runs and it was a really great social uh, experience and, and, and we were getting fit and I was getting faster. And so I, I fell in with a run group and that's been you know more or less what, what has inspired me is running with other people. Having mm-hmm. people, um, you know, much faster, much more experience in front of me, and just trying to catch them—it's—it's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So I was. Do you do most of your training with the group, or do you almost do all a, of it? Almost all it's, your training with it's, the group. It's very lonely running alone. It's it's yeah, running by yourself is is it's a lonely world out there. So it's it's been a lot of fun, a lot of great conversation, great friendships, and and uh, and it, we hold each other accountable. So that's nice. Yeah. So. 
Are these early morning runs or do you run in the afternoon? Almost early, always early morning. I think uh, at, at our, you know, I'm in my mid thirties. I, I feel like some of the younger guys, they'll run later, but uh, you know, everyone I, I, that, that's serious about running at this age or older, it seems like uh, 5 a.m. <laughs> is the time. You're, you're actually shoes on the ground at five. Shoes on the ground at five during the week and uh, Saturday long runs will usually start at six. Yeah. Uh, sometimes if it's a holiday, we'll push it back a little bit, but uh yeah, early morning. We want to be back before the day starts. So let's. How do you incorporate uh, resistance training, or do you? Is it do you just run now, or no? I uh, what's your training splits? during the the training, and, and this will probably adjust as I go on. But I, I was uh, I wanted to be strong, uh, and and with all these miles, I, I didn't want to lose too much weight at this point. So I was doing uh, four days of strength training, weightlifting. And, uh, you know, anywhere from four to six runs a week. Wow. Yeah. That's so if you're and during that time, all your runs were still early and then weight train in the evenings or. Yeah, typically I would do if I wasn't running, I would weight train in the morning. Uh, Sometimes I would integrate a short run, then weight training, Uh, sometimes weight training, then a short run. Or if it was a if it consumed too much time, uh, the strength training um, usually usually is not more than 45 minutes or an hour. So I'll do that. Knock that out in the afternoon. Yeah, because you're I'm asking these questions because of what you do for a living. You know, you extremely busy, especially during the season long yeah. hours. So it's always, in, I'm always interested to see how somebody incorporates it all because, you know, a lot of listeners are, you know, they're out there wondering, hey, you know, I want to do this. And, you know, it's just always inspirational to hear somebody else long hours. I mean, what, what are your hours during the season that you work? <laughs> so I'm blessed in the sense when, 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 you know, I work for a farming company. So during the season, uh, typically I'll, I'll, I'll pull back on the mileage um, but I'm in at work, you know, between six and seven a.m., and uh, sometimes working pretty late. So I've got to get up real early to get those miles. Um, if I work too late, then um, you know, there's probably no strength training that evening. Right. Just you, have, you just balance it out every day. Figure out. You yeah. Know, here's. You just have to know psychologically. I can't be at a strict schedule with myself. I know that this day is going to be long, so the weight training is going to have to wait another day and. Just, exactly. Just work or one or the that. other is going to have to take a back seat, you know, depending on, you know, if I have a race coming up, it's the, the strength training. And if not, yeah. then it's the running. Right. How do you, how do you uh, approach nutrition on an everyday basis? Everyday basis. Uh, so I started out with nutrition by tracking macros strictly. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of meal prep, still do. Uh, and so I learned a lot with, with tracking my macros. And so that's extremely time consuming and hard to do. So over the last year or so, I've, I've really focused on protein intake Mm -hmm. and, uh, trying to maintain a certain level of protein. And then based on how my weight is or, um, how, how I feel or what's going on the next day, how much, um, carbs and fats, uh, I'm going to, I want to intake. It's, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm tracking my macros a little more now. Not because it is time consuming. Oh yeah, and it's for me, it's time consuming at first. Now, if you're always going to track them, like really track them, it is time consuming. But after a while, you know, most of us eat the same things yep. week in and week out, so you know you don't have to track anymore. Mm-hmm. At least, and you're getting close. 
you know, like, okay, I want to hit, for me, I want to hit close to 220 grams of protein a day. It's not real easy to get that in. No. Well, it's, it's easy to get it in, but all right, but let's keep the, keep the calories down too. So that's not always an easy thing. It's easy once you've done it for a while, but at first when you start tracking, you're like, okay, how am I going to get these in and keep the calories down? So it is time consuming. So it's interesting to hear you say that you do it. Another thing I haven't had success with personally is meal prepping. Mm-hmm. I try it. I've done it numerous times. And I'm like, I just end up throwing too much away yeah. because somebody wants to go out to lunch or I'm not where I thought I was going to be at lunchtime. So the meal isn't with me. So I end up grabbing something else. And I'm like, oh, I just yeah. always threw too much food away. So I always stopped. But it's working for you. Yeah, it's, I struggle with it, but it's definitely an acquired skill. I've spent, you know, done a lot of it, and and yeah, definitely thrown away a lot of food. Um, it's 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 funny. I'll, I'll bring a bunch of food to work, and and if on Friday I don't have any to bring back home with me, that's always a good feeling. But uh, right. over time, I've kind of learned where I'm at, and and uh, I've really minimized uh, waste, and and that's been good. And I've learned also, you know, what I like to eat. You know, sometimes when you meal prep, you're like, "Well, I'm gonna eat, you know, really good and, and cook food that you don't want to eat." Uh, right. So I've I've learned what what meals work for me, and, and what don't. I was doing a lot of uh, chocolate protein milkshakes, and uh, I, I I struggle to even smell one of those right now. I've had so many, but uh, yeah, that's what it is: is finding out what works for you routinely and uh, mixing up it a little bit, and uh, yeah, and then that that works out really well for me. Seasoning is key. Yeah. You know, it's, of course, I like to watch my salt intake. I don't like to have too much. However, it's not like I've got to season the food. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big mistake people make when they're trying to meal prep and eat really healthy. Like, okay, it doesn't have to be completely bland to be healthy. You can season that stuff up, man. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, if if you're going to prep food for the week and you don't like it, Absolutely. Because I'm okay with forcing it. Like, okay, I don't really want to eat that, but I know it's going to get me results, so I will eat it. But it's not necessarily sustainable long-term to go that route. Yeah. That's funny that you mentioned the salt intake. I, 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 I within running, you know, 65 miles a week, uh, I was using supplementing with salt tablets. Mm-hmm. And talking to some of the guys that were running that kind of mileage with me, I learned that they were using a lot more of that than I was. And so over the course of the training, I think uh, the last 10 or 12 weeks of the marathon training, I, I really upped my salt intake. Uh, and and that was very beneficial to me. I, I was very surprised um, with the effects that, that I, recovery was much better and uh, really not too many negative effects. I would say those salt capsules are probably the best thing ever. Yeah. That's probably the one thing that I've ever used in training and in races where I notice an effect immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, things things aren't working the way they're supposed to be working. You take a couple of those and it's it fixes everything. You know, I mean it doesn't fix gut issues. If if you're if you're having digestion issues during a race, that's that's never fun. But you know, muscles and cramps and all it's like you take one of those and it's a it's like it's a go-to drug, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. amazing how much salt you need. Yeah. It really is. It was very surprising to me. I was a little bit worried about it, and people that aren't athletes, you know, if they saw my salt intake, they'd be like, "Whoa!" 
But uh, assault's different for everybody. Is yes. I mean, when I did my research, they there's a lot of people that encourage you to do uh, to test. They right. take your sweat and, and analyze how much sweat you have, uh, or how much salts in your sweat. And you know, I noticed that when I sweat, there'll be a lot more salt residue than you know maybe a competitor. I, I think after that race at Mount Lemon, it was funny. I, I had a bunch of dried salt on my forehead and mm-hmm. and uh, and I was I I took some pictures and I looked at my wife. I said, you know. That must have looked terrible. She said, "Oh, it, it didn't look like that until it dried up." <laughs> right, right. It's a, not the best feeling in the world to feel that all over you. When you're when you were running the Mount Lemon uh, marathon, what was your nutrition approach going into that? So you know, because we have our nutrition program during training and everyday life, but what was your what was your plan for the race? So about a week ahead of time, I I weaned off the the heavy protein and started to carb load. Uh, so I was I was trying to eat heavy complex carbohydrates, uh, and 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 so that's that's essentially what I did. Uh, two days before the race is when I did the the carbo load and uh, had quite a bit of you know carbs, noodles, pastas, and uh, a ton of hydration. Uh, I drank a lot of water. Uh, I boarded a plane. Uh, I think it took off at 7 a.m. And I can't count how many times I went to the bathroom before getting on that plane. And I looked at my wife and I said, I hope I can make it until they're in the air. Uh, when the seatbelt oh, sign yeah, comes exactly. off. Right? <laughs> so I, I, I was successful there. Uh, and then um, the next day, the day before the race is really, I think that's when, I mean, you've, you've already got the carbohydrates in you. You've already got the, the hydration. So I, I took a huge step back from hydration and, and nutrition. So I had a, a carb-heavy lunch, uh, a light breakfast, and I did not eat dinner that night. Uh, uh, I was planning to maybe snack if I felt hungry, did not. And, uh, uh, and then I woke up race morning, uh, and four hours before uh, the start, I ate my uh, my steel cut oats, a little bit of yogurt, and some blueberries. I actually that's my special meal race. I actually uh, refrigerated put some ice packs in my suitcase and brought that to Arizona. TSA had some questions, but right, uh, I got o- I got it over there and ate it. And uh, then just before race, I took a goo and a few during the race. Yeah, because. What you eat right before a race is so important, not just for the nutritional value, but staying consistent, knowing what your body, everybody's body is different. So, you know, some people can eat dairy before a race. Some people can't, but that is not a time to experiment. Yeah. They stick with what you know works and don't mess around during that time. Exactly. It was really important whether it was nutrition or how you felt in the run or what you did. It was, I wanted to be there before. So I've been there before. We've did so many rehearsals on the long runs where I'd get up four hours before the run, eat my oats, do my stretches, relax. Um, So, you know, essentially when we started the race, I'd been there before. That's, it's key. That is absolutely so key. I, one time during a race, I, just was in the mood to eat something different and I did and it was a huge it wrecked my race Mm -hmm. and I learned my lesson the hard way like all right not not doing that move again yeah even though you read about it and you know know, because I'm lucky I can eat pretty much anything my body's fine it's different though to eat whatever you want and then go put your body under that stress where it's trying to 
burn calories and sometimes your body just says no that's not going to work today <laughs> and when it goes wrong it goes really wrong it's it's amazing how in tune i got with my body over the last uh, uh course of training um you know for instance this past week since the marathon i've decided to sleep in a little bit uh, eat whatever i wanted not care about those things and you know my body's like what's going on you know they right. <laughs> you know you don't right. usually do this at this time or feel this way at this time and uh, but you know, I enjoy it, and then uh, we'll probably get back into a routine just because I enjoy it so much. So, back to meal prep. You have a family. Do you just meal prep for lunch, or do you also meal prep dinners? I'll uh, typically meal prep uh, breakfast and lunch. Okay. So I eat a, a late breakfast. So a lot of times I'll be preparing those steel cut steel cut oats, eggs, uh, some bacon. Uh, a lot of that really uh, is is what I'll prep for breakfast, and then lunches. Uh, I've really fell in with, uh, I've, I've, I've found a chicken recipe that I just can't ever get sick of, uh, and a few other things. Uh, the idea is just to cook a lot of food on Sundays that right, carry right. over through the week. Yeah. So I know what my approach is to my macros because of what I'm doing, but what, what's your, what's your goal on protein? So I want to eat, if I want to maintain uh, uh, strength, uh, I want to be at uh, three quarters of a gram of protein per pound of body weight. Yeah. And if I'm trying to grow a little bit, it'll be a, a gram. Yeah. And, but with the amount of running, so you don't change it, it'll stay around that even if you're running heavy or not. Yeah, the protein remains the same based on weight. And then I think, yeah, that's, so that's the thing. If I'm running a lot, I'll start noticing a drop in rate that I don't like, and then I'll, I'll uh, beef up on the carbs and the fats. And what, what's your go-to to keep the protein up? So I'd like to go natural with, with you know, the meats and, and the food, uh, you know, but obviously, you know, that's a lot of protein to, to be eating that way. And uh, also, if you're not trying to gain weight, it's tough to eat that amount of protein and, and uh, with the fats and the, and the carbs that come with it. So it'll be supplements, you know, uh, protein drinks, uh, shakes, you know, protein bars. So, you know, that gets quite expensive. So I'm always looking for a deal on uh, protein supplements. Yeah, it's not only expensive, but yeah, like you say, like sometimes you get to that point where like, I don't even want to look at a protein shake. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. even if they taste good, you know, I have one that I really like actually, but still just, no, can, I, I want to eat my protein, please. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, the shakes have really kind of grown tired of them. So I, I, I've, I'm, I stuck with a brand um, that's very reputable. Uh, and then when I get sick of those, I've, I've been using uh, Isopure, which is a ready to ma uh, ready-made drink. And it's got different flavors. Some of them are better than others, but that seems to be tolerable. Yeah, so speaking of eating and the business you're in, you know, I don't. We haven't really talked about it that much, but you run a cold storage facility mm -hmm. for a grape operation, <clears throat> and you also buy their packaging, which means you have vendors coming by selling you. Hey, let's go to lunch. How do you how do you balance it all out? How do you? Uh, yeah, you've got your you got your meal prep in there, your chicken and broccoli or whatever whatever your meal is, yeah. And then uh, so and so comes by and says, "Hey, let's let's go grab lunch." 
During the season, it's really easy. I just don't have time for that. So, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, it's kind of nice with the meal prep during the season because I really don't have time for anything but what I brought to work, you know. So that, that works out pretty well. Um, in the off season, uh, you know, there's definitely, you know, that, that temptation. And, 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 you know, I'll, I'll go out to lunch with those guys and, and, eat, and eat some of those things. And it's, it's not a problem. You know, yeah. the one great thing about running serious mileage is you can eat whatever you want. <laughs> that is so, true. That you is know, true. It's, uh, I was told years ago, if you want to train like a monster, you got to eat like one. Right. And uh, that's really uh, resonated with me. And that's, it is key. Right now, I'm not training for anything. I'm just trying to stay in shape, lose some body fat. But it's definitely not about starving yourself at all. It's the opposite, you know. Yeah, I went to uh, In-N-Out after a long run, and I got myself, uh, it was a a few weeks back before the race, and I got myself a four-by-four, and then I got food for, uh, there was a few kids at the house, and my kids, and and my wife, and, and a few friends, and so... I, I don't know. I got five or six burgers, a bunch of fries, and and the guy at the uh, taking my order said, "Are you eating this in the car or, or taking <laughs> it to go?" And he says, "You're not eating this in the car. You couldn't eat all this." And I looked at him. I said, "Watch me." <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, <laughs> you could take it down. Yeah, but it. Yeah. So how does the uh, how does your family handle you know your long miles and. So that's, that's been, you know, that's definitely something that I have to consider. Uh, you know, you, you, you know, during the training regimen, the only way that this would have worked is, is, is without, you know, the only way it could work is, is with a, a, a wonderfully supportive wife. You know, my kids are young, so they need, uh, they definitely need assistance. And, uh, and so, you know, she, she understood how important this goal was for me. And so the course of that, you know, 16 week training program, she really, uh, you know, helped out and 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 took care. She, you know, at some point, it, you know, she was almost on her own. Uh, my kids and myself were all morning people. Uh, my wife is not. So, unfortunately, during that period, you know, she was getting woken up at five five thirty a.m. with you know a four and a six year old that wanted to play. Yeah, and uh, you know, it was it was tough for her, and 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 uh, and I I really I I wouldn't have been able to do it without that. Right, it's. Yeah, 60, 65 miles a week. That's a lot of hours. It is. Out. Yeah. And the goal is like obviously to be back before the day starts. So, you know, on, on the weekday runs, I would try to be back in enough time to help get the kids dressed and ready for school, sometimes take them to school. And then the Saturdays, uh, you know, it was a little bit tougher. We started a little bit later. I'd come back a little bit later. Um, and then I'd come home wrecked and need to, you know, roll and stretch and recover and, and so I knew on Sunday that was my day. You yeah. know, whatever we whatever we had to do to let my wife sleep in. So if I had to take him out to get donuts or whatever I had to do, let's let mom rest. Yeah, and I I got the you know, uh, question posed to me like, why did you choose to do your long races when you had a young family and you know working long hours? And it's it's definitely not the answer for everybody, but it's like when you're just naturally there in your in your life. It's like it just comes, you know, you seem to have young kids when you're at the age where it works to go do that kind of endurance training. And you can do it anytime. You can do it when you're, you know, I'm 50 and I can go do it now. 
it's not the same as doing it when you're 30 or 35. It's just a lot easier than, than it is now for me. Yeah, from a time That's perspective, a, yeah, it's it's definitely difficult now. But you know, a few years ago, you know, when I'm in my early 30s and I'm in terrible shape, and I'm looking at these babies is that you know are going to grow into energetic young kids. I, I, you know, I wanted to be there for them. So I think this is the perfect time because as yeah. I calm down after the training, I, I reach my goals and 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 find this this balance between life and fitness um, and the family, I'm going to be there for them to coach their sports and not be winded and be able to outrun them and, and do those <laughs> things. I'm, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to kind of finding that balance in the next few years as my kids start to engage in sports and, and, and be a, a better father for them. Yeah. And there's so many ways to do that. Yeah. Find that balance and which, you know, it's funny because that's what move my mass is all about. Yeah. Now it's, I'm at that point where I'm wanting to find that balance. Yeah, I want to do endurance stuff, but I want to still go out with my friends too. Because there was a time when I was doing it all, I was just saying no to everything. Yeah. Oh, and back when we were running our company, yeah, I was the same. I was buying the packaging for the company, so I had vendors wanting to take me out. They just knew not to even ask because I did all my training at lunchtime. Well, morning and lunch, oh, never in the evening. And that's not balanced. That's just, you know, now I want to have a little bit of both. Hey, yeah. you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go to lunch with you, and I'll figure out another time to work out, or maybe I won't work out today. I'm still going to get plenty of workouts in this week. <laughs> like At one point, it was just never miss. Like I can't miss a workout. Cannot miss. If I yeah. missed a workout that day... I felt like a failure. Yep. Where I let that go. I'm like, you know what? It's gonna be good. I think it's important, you know, from from dealing with vendors that, you know, want to take you out wine and dine is yeah, you know, I'm happy to have a great relationship with those guys, but the best way to promote that great relationship is is, you know, we be loyal to each other. You provide me with good service and I'll provide you with loyalty. And uh that's that's the best way. You know, the yeah. dinners and the and 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 golfing, that's great. But uh, I'd, I'd, I'd trade all of that for great customer service and, and, and being able to trust no you. Yeah, you know, for sure. It's really important. For sure. What's, uh, what's next on your plate? What's your next goal? So my goal was three hours. I missed that by a little bit. So that's, that's going to remain my goal. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a three-hour marathon. And, uh, oh, you for sure will. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident that I will. I'm in great shape. I've made huge strides in the last 16 weeks. And there's a few more things I can do to, uh, to get that. But uh, do you have a specific race you have in mind? Where it's I don't. Happen? Um, I've, I've, I'm starting to frame it out right now. And, and I'm, I'm going to you know, have basically a year-long plan. There's some corners that I cut. And uh, I'm going to go back to the drawing board and, 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 and you know, and, and, do the right thing. There's, you know, with running, I think one of the reasons, you know, I, I, I enjoyed this and I thought that I could do a three hour marathon is because you see so many people do it. You do the work, you hit the goals, the micro goals and, and you, and, and people that couldn't do it are, are doing those things. And so, um, I'm going to go back and, and, and fix those corners that I cut and, and, uh, hopefully a year from now I'll be able to, to succeed. Mind sharing those corners? But yeah, it, so some of the corners I cut was uh, <clears throat> I thought using my strength 
uh, and the advantage of a downhill would work. But the, the corners that I cut were, um, I never got the 5K time. So if you look at a three-hour marathoner, they're going to do a 5K in about 18 and a half minutes. Okay. Um, I never did that. I'm not sure what the the time that you'd want to do a 10K. But now, you never hit that time or you never attempted a 5K? I never hit that time. I've okay. done plenty of 5Ks and I've definitely hit the the 18 and a half minutes on a downhill. But on a flat land uh, 5K, I never got the time required to be that type of athlete. So uh, part of that is um, I went ahead and hired a coach um, that, and I'm going to do it the right way. I'm going to get my 5K time down, my 10K huh. time down, a half marathon, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a three-hour marathon. So I mean, stupid question here coming, but you're talking about just working on speed work essentially, when we're talking about the shorter times or the shorter distances and getting those times down. Am I saying that right? You're, kind you're of, gonna, yeah. I mean, focus more on speed work instead of endurance? I, yeah, I mean, I, I would argue that, you know, a 5K and a 10K, that's definitely, it is endurance. I mean, the three oh, miles sure. of redlining, um, yeah. Uh, but part of that, you know, when I think of speed work, I, I'm thinking about running with my running group on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays, we do speed work, and that's short intervals from anywhere from 200 meters every once in a while up to 12 uh, I mean, yeah, I think we've done a few mile speed works and we just go all out and, uh, and, and get our breath back and do it again. Yeah. It's, so back to my question, silly question, cause I don't know how to improve. All I know is I've run to finish a certain amount of distance, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be fast. So I've never really concentrated on speed or 5k times, but so doing those, that speed work on Tuesday, that's, I mean, that's the goal of aiming for that faster 5k time yeah i mean yeah. it's the goal of, of of building that cardio base um it's it's amazing what you can do i mean we'll do uh you know several uh reps you know say we'll do uh six 1200s and you know on the second one you're like there's no way i'm gonna last and you're running back and forth with a group of guys chasing them and all of a sudden it's done and you kind of look at your garmin or you look at your strava and say oh my god we did this yeah. And, and and you're real proud of it. It's really fun. I think uh, Tuesdays after we're, you know, back home, showered at work, you know, the, the group will be texting each other and how much fun was that? And, you know, there was portions of it where it felt like hell, but uh, you're proud of what you did. Right. So what are some other corners? What are you, what are you going to work on to hit this sub three? I think I think that's it. I, I think I'm going to work on balance, and I, I I think the the majority is working on the times, the 5K, 10K, and half marathon that I need. Uh, also, you know what I gained from the second marathon is only my second marathon is a lot of experience. The first marathon, I didn't know what I could do. A lot of people told me hold back; it's 26 miles. So you know, uh, I did that. I finished my first marathon probably with a lot of left in the tank. I sprinted in the last 50, 75 yards with a huge smile on my face and euphoria and all that. Uh, this marathon, um, I was seeing stars. Uh, I could tell medical personnel was keeping a close eye on me or I was told that. My wife was cheering me along. She told me, yeah, well, she, she had said that uh, she screamed out, I love you. And I totally didn't hear anything from anybody um, yeah. so, so I, now I know, you know, what my body's capable of. I've been there before I redlined it. Uh, so that kind of experience was invaluable. Let me ask you this. Do you like getting to that spot in the race where you're seeing stars? 
I've done that uh, a little bit in a prior race, but more in this one, yes, I do. I, I think <laughs> at the time, you, you can't even think when you're seeing stars, but when, when it was all said and done, and I kind of came back and got my consciousness and, and uh, you know, I had a smirk on my face. I did everything that I could do. And I think that's why I'm not so disappointed in my result. I was, I was sure that if I didn't meet my goal, I was going to be disappointed. I let my group down. I, I failed. And, and uh, I analyzed it and, and I hit my nutrition right. I hit my sleep right. My legs were good. They were in shape and, and primed. And uh, I gave it my all. And so I'm, I'm not that disappointed in my result. Well, especially because you know you're going to do it. Yeah, you're going to hit, barring injury, of course. But you're going to you're going to go sub three. It didn't happen on the race that you wanted. Didn't happen. It was your second marathon. Yeah, <laughs> so, to run a three eleven. I'm I'm not that experienced in marathon running and watching people's times, but sub three is fast. It's not messing around. And to hit a three eleven in your second one. All right, you missed your missed your mark. You're gonna go sub three. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, the three eleven is is phenomenal compared to where I was at a few years ago. I, I don't even think I could run a continuous mile. Uh, but then on the other hand, the encouragement, the reason I know I'm gonna do it is because I run with a bunch of guys. I'm one of the youngest one of them, ones of them, and I'm one of the slowest guys in that group. And and so when you see, you know, when I'm chasing a 61 year old and not able to catch him, um, that's encouragement, you know. Right. Right. One of my favorite things that happens to me, <laughs> not my favorite things that happens to me in a race, but it cracks me up in a race is when girls wear kits that say you got, you got chicked, <laughs> you know, yeah. and they go by me. Yeah. I can't help but laugh. You know, I mean, they're studs. Yeah. They're, they're out there crushing it. And, but it just cracked. Yeah. So I know that feeling of, I can't catch that person or this person passed me and it's, you're giving it all, you're all, but it, yeah, it's so fun to talk all this stuff and yeah. to know that you're going to, how far out do you think is your next race? Even though you don't have what, do you, are you going to so, wait a year or how far? So I'm going to do a half marathon in about 12 weeks, the group of guys. And uh, if anybody's listening to this and wants to give us a run for our money uh, in 12 weeks, the judgment day half marathon, uh, the, the group that I run with, we call ourselves the Greyhounds is uh, we're going to be out there and we're going to give it our all and, uh, I hope uh, some some other team or group can challenge us. They do a like a cross country style format uh, uh, points accumulation. So um, uh, yeah, we're all about it. We're gonna we're gonna go out there. I'll do that half marathon, and then probably after that, that's when I'll start focusing on the five k, ten k. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely, and, this was a lot uh, of fun. Wishing you luck on your next race. Great. Can't wait to follow it. And- watch you hit the mark yeah gonna, definitely gonna be go sharing sharing my journey with everybody and uh i think uh, one last thing i want to point is, is if i can do it then then anybody can and that's kind of the one message i want to convey to everybody anybody can run a marathon or anybody <laughs> can go sub three if uh <laughs> i can't go sub you know three. maybe not everyone can go <laughs> sub three but but you know i was very slow and i i couldn't run I could hardly run a mile a few years ago. And, and, and now I like to consider myself fast. So, so yeah, no, anybody can do it. That's excellent. That's awesome. Inspiration and encouragement yeah. for people. That's yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks for having me on.